0: Welcome in, folks, to the Can We Kick It Podcast. I'm your co-host Mike along with Chuck Yeah. What up? What's up, Chuck? How you doing? No, Man. Not bad. Hanging in there. Now we're recording this. It's uh what July 14th. We're halfway through the year. Uh, a lot of good TV uh shows on in the first half of the year. Uh I think today we're gonna be breaking down pretty much looking at our top. I have 16. I think you, you said you have 18 or 20, but really going to be focusing on the top 10. Uh, there's just so many bangers this year already. I thought it was going to die down, but I think it's, it, it it lulled and it's really carrying its own, um, in terms of TV shows right now. So, um, how, how would, yeah. what did you think
1: about the first half of the year? I thought it was really good. I was quite, I think it started off with, um, we knew it was going to be a busy year of TV. Um, That started off with a bang there was like a super amazing period for me where there was a sunday night where i was watching three shows back to back to back on hbo that were like really good and now i feel i'm a little worried and i feel like you know we have the writer strike this year so that's delayed yeah. severance that's delayed a bunch of other shows that are supposed to be coming stranger out stranger things yeah and now we have a actors a SAG strike that started last night at midnight or or today so actor strike and the writer strike still going on so i have a feeling we're going to see a lot of delays um we're going to run into some issues next year yeah or later this year with new content, right? So, um, I mean, it, it's going to just delay production of new new stuff, and then you know stuff that maybe complete that needs like um, to be rewritten, right? And, Some reshooting. Like and, yep, yeah, that's being delayed. So yep, it's I've enjoyed the first half. I ended up with nineteen shows that I watched. I mean, I watched rewatched plenty of more. Of course. TV and... Um, I'm in the middle you know, of a Parks and Rec re- rewatch, so I have no room to talk. Yeah, I, I started that this week because I've been like... I was doing Community <laughs> and Good Place multiple times this year, and now I'm like, all right, let me go to Parks and Rec. And then I, I rewatched Devs uh, like oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. So, um, you know, doing some some of the rewatches now as well. Because nice. it's kind of... For me, for me right now, it's kind of a lull because... The only thing that I'm actively watching on a week to week basis is the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Now that Silo's over, and then the bear came out all at once, but we were parceling it out. Yep. Um, same I did with Black Mirror, but I've watched all that now. So, yep. I'm kind of trying to find. I was thinking about you know watching Foundation season one and then starting season two because I think season two just started. It just so, dropped. Yep. And. I got the, I ordered the book Silo as nice. well, or, or Wool. So I'm going to start reading that. Uh, nice. Pretty soon. So, yeah, I feel like we're about to be in a lull because we were, I think we were toys for a really great second half of the year with, we mentioned Severance, and then there was uh, True Detective Night Country. I haven't heard any dates on that. And nope. that's supposed to be, was like mid year or the fall. Um, so I'm not sure if anything, is going to delay, but I mean, there's still some shows on the schedule for this year, but I don't know how it's going to pan out with everything that's going on.
0: Yeah. There's no official dates on anything that I've seen for the second half of the year. So yeah, true detective,
1: I just looked it up. Um, it just says 2023. So pending. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I worry now that we're going to have some issues, but I mean, there's plenty of great TV to rewatch and, um, you know, the Emmys like are coming some, up, so we'll
0: be able to watch some of that and kind of rethink on some of the stuff that we watched, you know, last yeah. year. So it'll be good.
1: Yeah. And like, I haven't watched any of the Perry Mason, and you really like that. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. I, I'll watch the first two seasons of that. Um, I mean, there's some other stuff that you'll bring up on your list. And so, I mean, there's plenty of content out there. It doesn't, it's not always good, but there's always good stuff to rewatch, right? I mean, yeah. I need to do another, I need to do a rewatch of the bear season too. I just finished it and it's like, I've got to watch it all again. So, Oh, that's a um, for sure rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so you want to get, uh, right into it. Yeah. So we were talking, I have 19 shows that I series that I watched. There was anything basically that started most of, most of them on my list is completed. There's, I think, one that's not, but that were started or completed by the end of June. Um, it could be like a multi-year series or a kind of limited release thing. We'll have some of those on there. Yep. Um, so I'm going to, Mike has 16, I have 19. And what we'll do is we'll run through our bottom part of the list and like 11 through 16, 11 through 19. And then we'll go, or you know, more focus on our top ten. So, Mike, give me your like bottom whatever it is, six, 16 yeah, bottom 11. six, yeah. I'll do sixteen to eleven.
0: Um, I've got some. I've got some hot takes. It was a pretty stacked yeah. first half of the year. It's really yeah. hard to rank some of these with some some of the heavy hitters like. I mean, dude, we had The Last of Us come out this year. Barry, Ted Lasso, Succession. Mm -hmm. How do you rank some of these shows against some of these? It's really hard. So I got some odd takes, uh, but I'll run through 16 through 11. So 16, I had Black Mirror this last season that just dropped. Pretty low, but it had great episodes. Very short season, one longer season. But, dude, the first episode and the second episode were bangers. It's just – it had some room to grow. Um, Then – after that, I had uh, Below Deck Sailing Yacht at uh, 15th. That's something I just watched. It's a nice guilty pleasure show. Um, then Citadel, which is on Amazon Prime uh, at number 14 with um, uh, one of the Stark brothers and uh,
1: uh, Joe Jonas's wife, uh, uh, Priyanka Chopra. Um, uh, Stark Brothers is a Jason Stark, the MLB uh, commentator from ESPN <laughs> from the <laughs> 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, citadel was good it's about a spy agency
0: um and then hot take coming in number 13 righteous gemstones
1: yeah well we'll get to mine but yeah i, I think the theme may be and i'll give you my commentary when i get to that but the theme is it's incomplete yeah right? it, is. it is and 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 it's not it's one of those shows where i had a hard time with another one when we get into the top 10 but it's I mean, comedies are so hard to to rate because they're really not like. I mean, Succession can be a comedy; it's a dramedy, But you know, the just Bear is so. technically like, a comedy. Yeah, it's going to win according a to the, the awards image. in the comedy. Yeah, comedy thing yeah. because it's not a comedy. It's, a, it's like. <laughs> It doesn't feel like I laugh, but it doesn't feel like a comedy to me. Like, fuck, man. I spend more time crying during the show than I do (laughs) laughing. It's not a comedy, but yeah, we'll talk more about that. I'm sure. All right. what you Um, got after that?
0: Mandalorian at 12.
1: Yeah. Shrinking. Shrinking at 11. All right. Yeah. So I had, so my worst show, I watched love and death, which was Mm -hmm. a, on HBO. Um, the only reason it was so low because I watched the, um, the same story on Hulu FX called Candy. Which is a Jessica Beal. it yeah. was much, much better. Like, which was surprising for an HBO show. Um uh the big door prize at 18. Um it was it kind of got good at the end. The concept was it's kind of like similar thing with Apple. The concept was was good, but it wasn't executed. Great. Yeah. Um, hello tomorrow on, from Apple TV, same thing. Concept was great, but it was, it's severely underperformed for me. Yeah. 16. I had uh, white house plumbers. I, I was super excited for it, but it kind of felt flat for me, except for Justin Thoreau's performance. Yeah. I think he was great. Um, and I love Woody Harrelson. Um, but, uh, poker face at 15, on um, peacock. It was a really cool and fun show. and Natasha Lyonne was really great. She's crushing um, it right now. Stock's high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 14, I had Jury Duty. Nice. It's like, it's so funny. The main dude's awesome. So pure and genuine. It's just like, how do you, I looked at my top 10. I'm like, I can't rank it in there. It was a fun show to watch, but how do I rank it? Um, Kunk on Earth on Netflix was mm. like some of the funniest shit I ever watched. And You were right hyping that pretty tape. good the take on history and the, she's asking irreverent questions to like real historians and all this. It's just, it's a throw a British person in there making fun of history. And it's, it's always a good show. (laughs) I had a shrinking at 12. Nice. Same thing. Like came on not far off, came on strong at the end. It found its footing for me when Harrison Ford started kind of open up and being like the comic relief in the show. For sure. Like, I think the last five episodes. If the first five, four or five, were as good as the last, I think it would probably crack my top ten. But yep. it it took a while to get going, I thought. And then I had the Righteous Genstones at eleven. I think it's we're only like kind of barely halfway through, or if if that halfway through, it's freaking hilarious so far. It's great,
0: you yeah. Know. I mean, so. it's hard to beat. There will come a payday by Walter Gog- Walton Goggins, but I do want to see more of it. I we we haven't done the breakdown of the last episode for for gemstones. Yeah. I thought it was okay, and we'll get to that on another pod, mm-hmm. maybe. But uh, it, it, it's it's got halfway through the show, and there's still
1: room to grow. Yeah, yeah, and that was the weakest episode, and we can talk about for sure the Sundays and last Sundays on the next pod. Yep. Um, yeah, so that leaves us with our with our 10. So I think we're going to have some kind of interesting picks and differences. I think we'll probably have pretty close to a similar top five, but with the exception of a few, yep. but it will be interesting. I already know, like our, I think our 10 through six, maybe a little, I think different. so. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. So, Let's bang it out. What do you have at 10? So at 10, I have Perry Mason, season two. I think
0: it was season two. Tell us why you like Perry Mason, besides Matthew Reese. Yeah, it was a great reboot, Matthew Reese. It was very noir. It was L.A., like uh, Prohibition, like pre-World War II. Um, Just really great, dark and gritty. It had Shea Wigum in it. it. It just was a great attempted a reboot that has now been canceled. They're not going to go past season two. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They got announced not too long after the season uh, finished, Um, but it was just a great attempt at it. I loved how dark it was and how like great the acting
1: was. It was just a great shot. It it was a great period piece. So is there tie-ins between one and two and is with it not being rebooted? Are you going to, are you feeling like, you know, is it worth a watch still for one and two? If it yeah. doesn't feel closed. Yeah, it, it, it does feel somewhat closed at
0: the end okay. of season two. They they kind of left it to where it could, but you could you could leave it the way it is and realize like, okay, it's this is where he like really starts. So yeah, it, it it's worth the watch for sure.
1: It's kinda like Westworld, even though you know it's like it was supposed to have one more season, but it really the ending was good enough, I think, for a finale. Of a series, but yeah, I mean, if you want to do one more somehow, then you still could. It it kind of left a story. little room open, right? The door was slightly ajar to continue, but yeah, that's
0: that's how Perry Mason ended for sure. But Banger, I mean, I I, I could have thought that Matthew Reese could have won a uh, you know an Emmy for it, but when you are going up against guys from Succession and The Last of Us, and you are just not you are not going to win in that category.
1: Yeah, not true. Um, my number ten. Yep, is I think you should leave on Netflix. So it's a uh, starring comedian Tim Robinson. It's like a skit show. Okay, I don't know. If, have you watched any of it? Uh uh-uh. uh So this is just a third season. <laughs> yeah. So he's like his. He's in memes everywhere. Like, mm, oh, you you like that or whatever? You know. Are you are you sure about that? Are you sure about, yeah. you sure about that? <laughs> so like. This, I mean, it's hard to rank. It's just so wildly random, but yeah. I, I had never seen season one and two. And so I watched the third season and then went back and watched one and two. You don't have to do an order, but it's just like, it's like a Chappelle show, you know, like kind of just skits. But episode three of season three is one of the funniest collection of skits that you'll ever see. Like, even if you don't watch any other episode, watch episode three, season three, every skit is fantastic in that one. Nice. And one in particular is called, uh, paying it forward. And oh God. it involves Tim Robinson. <laughs> like paying it forward. I'm not going to just, you have to watch, watch it. Even if you skip to pay it forward, it's the funniest shit you ever seen. Like it, watch it anybody listening watch it and then let me know it's the funniest like three minutes of, of your life it's so stupid but it's called paying it forward and it's just they have really great
0: context to make fun of like really like great shit like even like the bachelorette episode where she's like i think you're
1: just here for the zip <laughs> line and he's like what well that, that was an episode one of season three and it is like and they and the You know, they do the zip on part and then there's another (laughs) skit at the end of that episode where they go back to, or maybe it was the second episode of that. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's so funny. That's Um, so great. Yeah. So I recommend it's like, you know, if you're at night and you're like, let's put on something stupid to watch. And it's really kind of brilliant. So, yeah, nice. What do you have at number nine? So at number nine, I have something that
0: you haven't watched yet, I think. Uh, it's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It was the final season of the entire series. Rachel Brosnahan, Alex Berns, uh, Bernstein. Um, the show was unbelievable. It had five seasons, I think it was. Um, and this was the, the tail end of the series. And you think, like, as the show goes on, like, it's going to be the happy ending where she, like, gets married and lives happily ever after. But it's like a show about being a stand-up comic and how, like, yeah like – you fall in and out of love and get divorced multiple times and, like, you, like, lose friends and shit. Like, But, dude, the acting is amazing. The show win- has won a shit ton of Emmys. It's a fantastic series. And the last season was really great because it was catching up to almost modern times. And, yeah. like, in the beginning series, like, seasons, you saw, like, Lenny Bruce like it was a comic from back then yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and like his like meteoric rise. And then like the last season you saw his like his like collapse because he ultimately like the show didn't show it, but like he died of like a heroin overdose and mm-hmm. like this show shows like the the drawbacks to being a standup comedian. And so it's just a fantastic show. Great acting. And I recommend it to anybody that's in need of a good laugh and that wants to see what it takes to be a standup comedian because
1: it's fucking great. Now, before we started podcasting together, you had talked about wanting to do improv or stand-up. Yeah. Are you still thinking about that? or
0: Hell or no. Just...
1: <laughs> I can do this because I'm not in front of a crowd. You get me in front of a crowd, yeah. I'm going to lose yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd start being like, you know, you start telling jokes and no one's laughing. Or, yeah. Like, it's just inside you. jokes. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Get off the stage. Yeah. It's... <laughs>
0: I, I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian since I was a kid. I've, I've met stand-up comedians, uh, but I don't have the cojones to get up on stage and just – I don't have a hard 10. I'm, I'm not working on material.
1: I'm too yeah. lazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was supposed to start working on uh, uh, the book that I want to write and had like a couple free hours the other night, and then I immediately found other stuff that took the place of it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um yeah. what's well, at your number uh, nine at, my number nine i'm sure you have it higher so we won't talk about it but my number nine is ted lasso okay okay so i just for me it was a disappoint i mean i think i had you have we have it on a pedestal so it was disappointing at my yeah. mind there's too many disconnected stories um but a couple of fantastic episodes like some good soccer ones finally and then Um, the Amsterdam episode was really awesome. And I went to Amsterdam in February. So it was like very familiar. Hell yeah. Um, So got to see piggy stardust. Yeah. 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 That was a great episode. Um, what do you have for number eight? Number eight. I have silo. So I have it higher. So we'll wait to talk about that. Um, and there was only one reason I have it higher (laughs) too. really. So, um, (laughs) probably a little I mean that was a tough one for me because I honestly if my top three shows pouring out this year I could have put it high as number one, oh, or yeah. I could put it as low as as number like like 13 because yeah. yeah we'll talk about it in a second um my number eight was Mandalorian yep and this was like I could have put it outside my top 10 like you did because yep. quite honestly, I started thinking about like, I was like, oh yeah, I watched The Mandalorian this year. Wait, what happened? Like they were on yeah. a prison planet? No, that was on Andor. That was from last year. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, this part was in Boba Fett. Uh, this, but then I started. Oh, they went around. Yeah, I mean it's. I then I started thinking like the cocoon, like the music, and then Baby oh, Grogu, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, okay, it was a good show. Um, but yeah, I mean the like grief Cargill and, then uh, Oh, they went to Mandalore.
0: Yeah. They went,
1: yeah, they went to Mandalore. So, I mean, it was a good season and that was, it was quality. I know there's some other, I think Ahsoka supposed to come out this year, yep. but, um, I think next month, I mean, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. That's something that always hooked me in. So, yep. um, but it was still really, really good. It just wasn't, I've moved on. Maybe it was cause it was earlier in the year, but I shouldn't um, – it, it's probably low on my list because I watched it with
0: Andor. Andor came out before it, but I watched yeah, Andor. Yeah, yeah. Andor just blew my mind. It, it's it's yeah. it's so hard to keep track of which episodes of Mando are actually in the season of Mando yeah, yeah. when he's bleeding into Boba and all these other shows. So I, well, I don't disagree with you there.
1: And Andor was like 57 episodes or whatever, <laughs> yeah. like 13 episodes. Yeah. And it was – I remember more from that show than like the six or eight or t- whatever Mandalorian, right? So Dude, Yeah, I can, I can
0: describe to you the prison episodes more than I could tell you yeah. about a single yeah. episode of the Mando yeah. except the yeah. final scene.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. It was good, but um, that was a tough one to write. Um, yep. What did you have for number seven? Number seven? I had
0: jury duty. So you had this lower in your list, but I had it high on my list. It was a refreshing show to watch in terms of like scripted reality to some degree. Like there's only one guy who's not in on the joke, but you brought in James Marsden as like the ringer celebrity. That was funny. And then you have all these like goofy like side actors like the chick who's like really wanting to get with the nerd. And then they have to do like sponging and then like – uh, what's it? Uh, Ronnie's got to cover up like Morrison's giant shit. Like, it was yeah. just hilarious. It had like a lot of fresh jokes in it that uh, you just don't see these days. So, I had it high on my list. I, I could not stop laughing through most of it, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I also want to rewatch it too. Morrison was yeah. fantastic. So, um, re like watching like the last episode and how they did it, and you know, even the bailiff lady calling someone the wrong name, and he, <laughs> like he's like, Huh? You know, like, like yeah. there's so many points where he almost caught on and yeah. probably even in his mind, even I was like something always just seemed off. Right. Yeah. So um, that's why, I mean, it was so good because it was like kind of a throwback to, I mean, like an older style of TV. You know, I don't watch much rea- reality TV, but it was like, it was more, it was kind of like a networky type show that you yeah. would watch on a traditional network and it was it was just fun and it was it didn't take itself seriously. And no. it just it had the right guy. Like, I don't know. How well it works with somebody else, like if they have another season Dude, or like I, that guy I was had perfect. a perfect. I had a dream where they
0: did a season two, but the guy in, that what they put in there instead of Ronnie was a huge shit bag. I'm like, it just I, I think it's a lightning in a bottle. It's just a one and done. Yeah. I don't know how you yeah. come back from that. There's no way yeah
1: yeah it would so, be interesting
0: yeah what uh what'd you have at year number seven so i had
1: black mirror and i mm. think i think we we probably viewed like this genre of tv a little differently like yeah it's a tough one to categorize was, yeah i mean it's it's hard because their seasons are always pretty short i mean that yeah Season five, this was season six. Season five was in 2019 and it was three episodes. Crazy. So we've really had eight episodes in, um, what, four years, five four years? Four years, yeah. Yeah, four years. So it's, I think it's hard. Each, each episode is completely different style. And yeah. you have you have like episode two, Locke, um, lock Henry, Henry yeah. And episode episodes four and five are more like they were thinking about like doing a spinoff called Red Mirror, like mm. and having those three as Red Mirror because it was like true horror story. I would um, watch that, yeah. For versus like episode one and three were more dystopian, fucked technology, up black mirror technology yeah. right? So I think that's where I think I like that. I like the old, you know, with, with horror, I don't like the blood and guts. Like, no, it has to be like psychological elements and everything too, or exactly. some kind of twist or whatever. So, um but I, I mean, I, I just think it's really black mirrors always really well done. And it used to be, groundbreaking i mean there's a lot of stuff similar now uh well not necessarily similar but a lot of the stuff is like almost real real world uh yeah. stuff now with the technology
0: yeah. kind Kinda of getting so, there
1: yeah so i it's a hard one to put in the top 10 and it was you know but i i really enjoyed it but it's it's like it's not one that i'm going to go back and just watch repeatedly no uh, because no. Once you know what happens, it's hard to it's hard to rewatch. And some of these shows,
0: when when so. you create a show, a that's an anthology, and b that brings shock value, yeah. And once you know the shock, it's not yeah. much of a rewatch. But yeah. I I think you're right. I think that is what the problem I had with Black Mirror this season is that it got away from like technology dystopian based scenarios because of a Lock Henry, like was about like a serial killer. Which I would love for them. But to that spin was off. probably the
1: best episode.
0: It probably was.
1: was. Probably, it yeah. was one of my favorites. It
0: like but. very little like 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 violence and gore, and it just had to do with like like psychological thriller, like oh shit factor. Than than like actually seeing somebody get like like whacked off. Um, but yeah. um, I would love to see that as its own standalone standalone show. But yeah, it definitely was a great. I'm glad it's back.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the the problem is going to be is, are they going to do it consistently? Yeah. Or, I mean, it's one of these niche things that Netflix carries almost where it's, it's kind of like, would this play on another network or how would it be on another? Yeah. Like, I think you should, I think you should leave the one, that, my number 10, like, I don't know what other network it would be sustainable, but you can throw it up on there and then you know, people will watch it like as a niche thing, or Black Mirror is like, oh, that's a dystopian. Remember, we watched the first season back in 2014? Right. When, you know, but now it's getting, you know, now someone, I mean, there's some brilliant episodes. I mean, there's really not a bad episode, especially the technology ones. Um, but yeah, they're just yeah, all different. I mean, yeah. I, I've rewatched a lot of the older ones. And I mean, they're, but yeah, it, it it's it's different so yeah but um what do you have for number six number six i
0: had a tie between five and six but i'm just gonna i'm gonna put them in order that they probably should be uh number six white house plumbers
1: go for it why do you you have it so high you had that lower on your list right mine was number
0: 16 16 yeah i dude i really enjoyed it a I'm a history guy. I love reading about all the shit that happens and then learning like, oh, it wasn't just one like break into the Watergate. It was like four times and like how all these guys were connected to the Bay of Pigs and how they all hated like Kennedy because he didn't go through with stuff. And then they're like these like uber like believers who will like see themselves as patriots who will like cross – any kind of legal moral ethical line in order for their team to win. It's so funny because that's like happening on both sides of every political so you're aisle. You're
1: saying history repeats itself. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I Justin Thoreau, who I am a new relatively new fan of, you know, seeing him in you know, Parks and Rec and some the other leftovers. small stuff and then seeing him in the leftovers and then seeing yeah. him in this and I'm like, dude, this guy is a character actor that is amazing. He definitely carried the fucks. show. Yeah, this guy fucks. Yeah. Um, Woody Harrelson was good. Don't get me wrong. But when whenever Justin Thoreau was on scene, he stole the show. It's just so yeah. hard to beat. His character was hilarious. But he had like all these other major actor, actresses on the show as well. Um, but I just love the history aspect of it. And then Justin Thoreau just being crazy. G. Gordon Liddy off the wall bonkers. Um, that's why I
1: yeah. had it so high. Yeah, he was he was wild, so yeah. Um yeah, I think he did a really good job reflecting how G Gordon Liddy's like personal life turned out. Yeah. Or how he really was and it really was, life. yeah. Yeah. What'd you head at number six? I had silo. So Oh, all right. So this is where on another year I could have put it higher. And I, it's yeah. really only because the first three episodes in the finale for me the finale fucking cooked a hundred and fucking percent the rest the other episodes were all mid right and but the finale if they had like a couple other episodes like that this would be higher up for me but that's um, why i had it so low the mid yeah. was so average,
0: average below average Yeah. and like you had the great setup with the first couple of episodes and then the finale was just bangers. And maybe I'm biased in, in terms of like quality because like I read most of the book and kind of knew where it was going to go, but then they, they veered off course, but whatever. Um, I agree. I I think it was a great ending and that's why I kind of fell on my ratings. Yeah,
1: no, that's a good point. I think, um, I think that's where, you know, how do you rate, something that had such highs and lows and it's the concept is cool. And the book that you read is really great. So, yeah. um, Yeah. It's a tough one. What, uh, what'd you have for number five? Number five, probably a tough, tough beat, but I had Ted
0: Lasso at number five. Um, this was lower on your list, right? Yeah. And so I totally get why it would be lower on your list. I, I had a hard time putting it above, Things like White House Plumbers and and Silo, but I, I, I think it had enough at the end to some degree in terms of the story. I, anytime anybody asks me about the show, like I'm like the first season is bangers and the last two are okay. I thought compared to some of the other shows, it was great. Um, you know, Jason Sudeikis really had a hard time trying to find a way to round this out. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with it. I don't know if they're gonna create another show called The Richmond Way or, or Nate the Great. I don't know what they're gonna call it, right? If they do try to go forward with it, but I thought it was a nice ending to the series. It kind of left some things open because you don't know. And then like Jason Sudeikis telling his mom like "fuck you" and like having to come to like this emotional terms with like her not being there for him when his father died. I, it just had a lot of good themes in it that I really really yeah. enjoyed. Um, and a lot of good callbacks to the first season.
1: So that's, that's why I enjoyed it. Yeah, I guess – I don't know. I guess it was good, you know. So, I mean, that's why I still stuck it in the top ten. Um, and I think the points you make are why it's good. Yep. I think it's just sometimes a little hokey. I mean, besides yep. the storylines kind of getting a little too many storylines all over the True. place. I don't know I like I like emotional human stories where in the end and this is gonna reflect in how the rest of my list is going too in the end like you don't really change and your psychological trauma is still gonna fucking haunt you um which it kind of keeps coming back up for Ted but it's kind of like how it ends is like oh, like, you know, it kind of alludes to, he's going to go home, he's going to do this, and then the wife, the other person is there, and everything is great, but like, I don't know, it's, it's too, I would tell Blanca this while watching, it. it's like, it's too bubblegummy, like yeah. in some aspect, where the first season dealt with it, I think a little, little better, it's become, because everybody loves like, the Ted Lasso quips, and the positivity, right. and which is great, it should be, I mean, that, People respond to positive reinforcement sure. and acknowledgement, but some people respond to negative reinforcement, yeah, as well. So it's everybody has different personality, but in the end, it's a TV show, and it's it's a really good one, and so it's 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 still a great show. And yeah. if they do the Richmond way, I'll watch it. If they do Nate the Great, if they do fucking. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where Roy can't well, it, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's
0: it's hard to produce a show when you have every character become a fan favorite and you want to yeah. do a like a tangent for every part. It doesn't work that way, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's it feels like that was the way they were going because you had Higgins and you had all these, you know, uh, all these other guys. And it, it just it became cluttered. And by the end yeah, of it, it, the show's called
1: Ted Lasso. Like, we kind of lost track of Ted dealing with his shit. Well, and it's, I think that's how the bear balances out yes. things very well. They can have, like, a certain carrier character-specific episode, and then it fits back into the story. Correct. And some of the, like, character offshoots of the season, it didn't really tie anything together. It really didn't connect where like in the first season you got to know and love everybody they were all together and then in the third season it was and get everybody you know they leave a club they leave a business and they're doing their own thing but it's like oh we've got to spend this time catching up with keely yeah. you know and introduce a bunch of new characters and her and different storylines plus deal with rebecca's storylines plus deal with Sam storylines and tweeting with the, the PM of great Britain and the Nigerian stuff and the restaurants. Yeah. And the, like, like it just, it just, it just should try to do too much for me. Yeah. Um, like the whole super league, like tangent where like Rupert
0: is bringing Like that was so unnecessary.
1: No, that, that part was
0: dumb. Like I get the character building of like Rebecca finally being like, you're all a bunch of like children and wankers and all this stuff. And like her character development, it was just like the, I don't know.
1: And and they would a <laughs> this
0: is
1: That would have been a whole season in its own. No, but you're not going to have West Ham and Richmond invited to the Super League. I mean, no the only English teams that were invited to the Super League I think were like four of the big six. It was like yeah. Arsenal, Man City, Man United and uh, Chelsea or maybe another. but there was uh, you're, Liverpool was one of them, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. So you're yeah. not going to invite anybody out of the traditional big six so it's, first of all it's west Ham being in there like you there's no incentive for freaking uh west ham to be in there no. like is, is rupert like the most popular owner in england or like does he is west ham in this universe like yeah is he the, the, the jerry jones thing? of premier
0: league football in this Stevie's like show like <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it, their valuation would be high enough to include in the Super League and that let alone a team that was relegated and then came back up and then, you yeah. know, it, it's, I, I would like to see next season with them in Champions League football. I, I mean, if you have the Richmond way or you focus on, you know, like Nate takes over the women's team and Roy is coaching the men's and you're following their seasons and the doings and the, you know, I don't know. I yeah, I it, it, i'll still watch it right but yeah yes yeah. and i still like ted lasso yeah it just maybe when you love something you're a little more critical of it the bar was set pretty high the bar was set yeah. pretty high yeah yeah so first season was perfect so i yeah. don't know how you can get past that except for the soccer footage in the show but yeah that's okay yeah yeah what uh what'd you have at number five i had the last of us you have that oh higher. i have that i have that higher Okay, so we'll go. So would you have a number four? Uh, Uh, Barry, number four.
0: Wow, I have that higher. Wow. All right. I it it's a it's a tough top four. It's a tough top
1: four. Yeah. Oh, for me, that's what the top four for me. Like I could have any of them at number one. Yeah. Um. So my top, my number four was hundred foot wave. So I know Ah, you don't have you don't watch that. Nope. I could also have that at number one. I mean it's a reality TV show, just like jury duty and and that, but it was more kind of documentary know, than anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah, it's not reality, it's documentary. Yeah. So it's just the it's kind of like the personal stories, the surfing, the town of Nazareth, um the lifestyle that these people have and just the mentality like that they're you know, they get they get crunched and like almost drown. Yeah. And then, you know, broken shoulder, broken leg. And then, then like months later, they're back surfing again, you know, 70 foot waves. It's like the ability to not feel that fear or keep that at bay. I don't know. It's just very, anything with, you know, these people that achieve like, Really difficult and dangerous things always intriguing to me because I'm more risk True. um adverse, <laughs> <Averse>. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love surfing and surfing like two to four to six foot waves, um at the most. So Yeah, you're not um, about to get but, out there and do, yeah, hundred foot waivers. Yeah. No, because I was, it was saying like we should go to Nazareth, and someone's like, uh, you can barely surf like a four foot wave. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna surf. I wanna watch it on the top. I just want to watch. But, yeah. No, no judgment here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's a real, it's a really good show. And this, this first, the first season was mainly in Nazare, Portugal and the second season was mainly there, but they took some road trips to Jaws, which is in like Half Moon Bay where uh, Gavin's uh, least favorite ice cream place was that was owned by Jeff <laughs> Bezos from Silicon Valley. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um I went a long way to that reference. Um, But, and then they went to, um, they went to uh, Jaws in Hawaii. So they went to other big way spots because Nazare was kind of small at certain part of the season. So yeah, they, uh, and they were dealing with COVID in the season. So it was, um, I think the first season was like 10 years and this one was like two. So it was, uh, but it was really good. I mean, you know, marcos uh, you know our coworker was talking we talked about it a lot when we we're in the office so um it, it's i highly recommend even if you have no interest in surfing but it's just uh it was visually stunning as well yeah you guys were um, hyping up the shit out of it
0: yeah so i gotta get on it yeah, i haven't yeah. watched it but i gotta get on it
1: yeah, yeah. me and marcos were thinking we're planning a trip together to hell go yeah together. <laughs> so, <laughs> if y'all are going i'm going just to watch yeah fuck yeah, 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 yeah. um but yeah, it's uh, it's great. So yep. um, would you have it? Now we're in the top three. So I think we're going to have the same three shows. No, we're not going to have the same three shows because you have something in number four that I have in the top three. Yep. So would you have a number three? Number three, The Last of Us. Pedro uh, Pascal, baby.
0: Yeah. Uh, play the video game. That's why I love this show. Play the video game. It was almost... Not a shot-for-shot shot remake, but it was a great interpretation of it. There were a lot of scenes very similar to the video game. Um, but, dude, then you have, like, the Nick Offerman, uh, Marie Bartlett episode, uh, yeah. Bill and Frank, and Pedro Pascal's stock is higher than it's, it's – it's just – it's through the roof right now. The guy can do any job he wants. He's probably at his apex mountain. Let's be honest, man. Yeah. Uh, but the video was game really was good. banging – yeah, they, they change a little few things from the show, from the video game, like it being airborne and all this stuff. But then they go up to like Wyoming and they're basically in like J-hole and uh, then they go down to Utah and all this stuff. Dude, the sh- the ending was so good. Uh, I can't wait for the next season. I don't know that the next couple of seasons are going to be as great because the, the video games, you know, kind of veer in a different direction. And I got a feeling they're going to stick to that. But I dude, It's just amazing. Look at like an unusual way of instead of a virus right? Because every show we watch is like zombies and viruses and shit. Yeah. And this was like fungus. Um, yeah. Just a great take on something different finally than just another fucking zombie show. Um, yeah. And HBO did it and did it right, in my opinion, with like just enough gore. I want to
1: see more clickers though in the next season. That's my only drawback is more clickers. Well, it seemed like right away, the first two episodes, we got tons of, you know, uh, mushroom zombies yep. clickers other we got more of that than as the show went on I mean episode three was the bill and frank and then we didn't the only the other big memorable one was in kansas city when they came up through underground with that big dude too uh yeah you know, with that. um so I I really loved it. It was a great show. I can't wait for season 2. So, I fully agree with you and that's why it was in my top 5 as well, just a yep. couple spots down, but um Pedro Pascal man, it was super impressive. So, Mando uh, that uh,
0: yeah. uh uh the uh, immense weight of massive talent. I mean, the guy's stock is higher than it's ever
1: been. It, it's hard to it's hard to knock that guy. He's the yeah. internet's daddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's another inner, there's a uh, another new daddy, but we'll talk about him later. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Oh and yeah, that that's for sure. That, that's become like the new like hey daddy. Like, I believe uh, it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, what did you uh, have uh, at number 3? I, I had Succession, which Ooh. was very hard for me because it was a finale of one of the best shows of all time with a, some of the greatest collection of actors of in TV dramatized series of all time. Um, and that's why, I mean, it could easily be number one. Um, I, I don't, you have it higher, right? So we I won't do. talk about it yet. I do have um, it. So what do you have at number two? Number two, I have a feeling is your number one. Uh, <laughs> it is, the bear. Yeah, so we'll save it here because yeah. that is my number one. Yeah, my number was... two was Barry. Oh, okay, all right, let's talk Barry. Yeah. So this is where we get into our top three, where all three of these could be co-number ones for sure. Um, so I'm going to say a lot of the same things about Barry and the bear, but for me, Barry seasons three and four could be one of the best, like two season run runs of TV ever. And we talked about this before. After I, I didn't watch the first season till a couple years after the first season. And I watched it and it was hard for me to get through, but it's, I'm glad I stuck with it because for me, every season just skyrocketed after that with the fourth being the best one. And it went from a comedy to a psychological drama yeah. You know, I, I don't even know how to explain it's almost a new category <laughs> because <laughs> it was so fucked up. Like, um, but another show that was I think the thing with the um, as we get to I think one theme for me with the Bear, Barry Succession, and The Last of Us, all extremely well acted, yes. extremely produced, and extremely well shot. And not everybody our household names, you know household actors, actors, No, So yeah. I mean there's the succession was kind of the same. I never heard of Sarah Snook. I vaguely knew of um Candle uh, um, I don't know what I'm talking Jeremy I'm Strong yeah Jeremy Strong. Yep. He knew of knew of the Culkin brothers, uh, Kieran yeah. I it, it's probably being like Almost like with Rory Colkin, I knew Rory as well, uh, but he was in you know an episode of Black Mirror this season, and then um, Wake the, Up, uh, Ma- yeah, Ma- yeah, and Macaulay Culkin was uh, reappeared in uh, in the, the season of American Horror Story, story like uh, last year. So, I mean, the brothers are having quite a time.
0: Oh, the yeah, uh, the Colkin family is
1: crushing it right now. Yeah. And then, then, um, you know, the actor who plays Tom, Matthew McFaden, you know, he was Sense and Sensibility or something like that. Yeah, he was was Mr. Darcy. Like, he
0: went from Mr. Darcy to the bumbling, fumbling um, interloper named Tom Wamsgan.
1: Insane. Yeah. 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 But it's a great show. But so, wait, we're back on Barry. So, but Barry and Bill Hader- I think once he kind of took most of the reins, it just, this this season was a masterclass.
0: Dude, he had so. the right actor, like writing staff around him. Like, yeah. and he had the crazy good cast with, like, it's hard to hit with a Henry Winkler to begin with, like, to be in your TV show. And then you add on top of that, Anthony Kerrigan, who was Noah Hank, mm-hmm. who now is supposedly being cast as the thing. In the new Fantastic Four for, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they, like hilarious and awkward at the same time, driest of all humor, which I know I love and I'm pretty sure you love. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah. Barry, unbelievable series as a whole, considering this was the final series. And then you finally like tack in like all these like guest appearances. And then like Fred Armisen is like this like guy who runs a podcast. Ha ha ha. Who like tries to kill Barry And his, like, fucking facial reactions are great. But just amazing writing. Every season, like you said, just got better and better and better and better. And it was just – it was a home run. It's so hard not to make it number one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I even struggle with this. And to be honest, if you asked me a month ago, Barry would have been my number one because I just watched the bear. I mean the bear came out in June. so. Um, But, yeah, it's really great. When you had number – your number one is Succession is succession.
0: Yeah. And dude, I succession for me is just such bangers. It, it is a slow burn. I've, I've talked to several people who have tried to watch it and it's hard for them to get into it. But I remember getting into it when the first season started and just thinking like this is something different. And the cinematography is great. We've talked multiple times about the cinematography. I won't I won't go into that, but Jeremy Strong, Brian Cox, Matthew McFadden, Sarah Snook, Kieran Culkin, uh, um um uh, Johnny Five. Um, um oh yeah, Fisher Stevens. Fisher
1: Stevens. You know,
0: woof woof. Like
1: he's um, also in Vice Principal. does freaking uh the teachers like author boyfriend. Oh my uh, gosh! In the second right. season. Yeah, Ms. he Sniper, plays a great weird boyfriend. guy. Yeah, Dude, it's he's so good. Fantastic.
0: He's oh. so good. That whole show as a series was a masterclass in an act. I mean, Jeremy Strong is he's got a lot of flack for being a method actor, but Brian Cox, who went from playing like I just saw him in Red and Red Two with Bruce Willis, where he plays a Russian like like KGB guy, and then he was in Super Troopers, dude, and then he's playing yeah. Logan Roy. Like the guy is his stock
1: has never he's, been higher. I don't know, it's tough, but his career has spanned like. <laughs> I mean, he did theater. He was a yeah. London, I think, theater actor. He was a first Hannibal like Lecter. He was the first Hannibal Lecter. I mean, it's, he's done everything, right? Yeah.
0: So The guy's having a yeah. hell of a life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's um, still going strong, man. He's
0: still going, man. He's doing those BK commercials, you know, but, up, but, but. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, succession for me, I had it at number one. It was just a master class through and through. After, like, starting... Succession and seeing Matthew McFadden and then Jackie making me watch uh, Pride and Prejudice or what? Yeah, where he's Mister Darcy. Just the guy has a range. <laughs> like this guy yeah. fucks. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was what I had for number one. Your number one. I can totally see where you're going to go with this. Is the bear,
1: dude? And I, I, in this maybe just because I've watched it, but. This was probably one of the best seasons of TV that was ever invented. For real. Probably one of the best series after two seasons. Um, I mean, another thing, it's well acted. Jeremy so good. Ao um, Nadibiri, uh, Evan Moss-Bacharach <laughs> are brilliant. Um, episode 7, Forks, is probably one of the best episodes of TV that I've ever watched. Hands, like, hands the, down might be the best episode of TV ever. Yeah, it, it's, it's fascinating. It's magnificent. I don't even know how, um, um, how to – you can't even give words to express um, like how great it is. The I mean show. I'm just going to – I'm going to go watch Forks again yeah. like this weekend. It's just – Especially, I mean, I think watching the progression of Richie. I mean, yeah. of every character, right? Yeah. In yeah. this season, we learn what is like what dri- what is driving the family, and yeah, with the mom from episode six and how she is in the finale. Jamie Lee Curtis. And Jamie probably Lee Curtis probably going to get an Emmy nod. Jesus, dude! And just the self sabotage of these people. Except for, I mean, Richie, and the reason why Forks is so brilliant is, like, he's every person. Like, he reflects almost every, like, he's searching for his purpose. Like, he's just, he's been, like, this lovable cousin, you know, like, at this beef shop and friends with the family and just, you know, and now, like, he's this season trying to find his purpose. And then... and, and. he finds it staging, yeah, in episode seven, and starting with cleaning forks, yeah, like,
0: dude, he and he like in fishes, like when, when they're at their family, like. Christmas Eve dinner, like I mean, you see, like his character, he's like embraced working at the beef shop, and he's like the biggest shit talker, and is gonna like cut, you know, cut all these red tapes and stuff like that. And you see, like in the last episode, he tells like his uncle, he's like, I don't want to be forty five working at the fucking at the beef, like like making sandwiches, and then like you see, like he's been doing that for like ten years. After that, and then you see he, he finally sees something that gives him purpose and drive and you know he he's like cleaning forks and he's like oh i get it i get it i'm a piece of shit i'm sent down here for punishment and then he starts yeah. to realize like why people enjoy doing this restaurant stuff and then you see him reading and like he's reading um uh something hospitality um uh, I can't remember it. Crazy good book. Um, And then, like, you see, like, the progression of his character go from being, like, this slob to, like, by by his last shift of staging, he's, like, got his whole apartment is, like, organized and clean. And it's this huge character arc. Um, I'm with you. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm not even done with the season yet. And it's number two on my list. I was so worried about it coming into the season of how they were going to do it. Wait till the
1: finale. Like, I I mean, it. Like, once, I mean, you're, you watched through seven. Have you watched eight, nine, or ten yet? Not yet. So, like, the way, I mean, it's just brilliant the way it ends. And it's like, the way it ends is true to what you would expect, in my opinion, right? Like, this isn't a, this isn't a love story. This isn't a happy, um, this isn't a happy story. I mean, but it's really like, you know, this is their passion, or this yeah. is, or it's about people trying to figure out their lives through tragedy and trauma, through family. Yeah, and you know, even just wait, wait till the finale. Even oh. freaking, um, uh, A.O.'s uh, uh, character. Yeah, the yeah,
0: chef, his, the, the, yeah. His yeah, uh, his CDC
1: sous chef. Uh, yeah, she with her dad in the finale oh, yeah. is like like just uh I can see that coming. It, it's yeah it's so but I mean like the Richie episode just is just like I was walking around last week going to Blanca like what's my purpose? Like you know, <laughs> I'm like, like what am I doing? What am I doing at my job that's that's like life changing or that is contributing to society and yeah. you know it like it like made me question like yeah kind of like what's world made me question the nature of my reality i'm like <laughs> like what's my purpose what's my drive and then at the end of that episode when he when he looks at you know he's like what did your dad tell you what did your dad tell you and then he pans over and under the clock it says like every second counts. yes and i'm just like i just like bawling like a bait. i'm just like oh like i'm like so Good. This is fucking mesmerizing. This is this is just it was a perfect episode. It's a perfect season it, of TV. It, I was a little worried when I started it. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna get back into this. It's just like yeah. really intense about the food industry. And then it's like, yeah. whoa. Okay.
0: Like they, they're doing all these like crazy shots from around Chicago. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like this is a love like a love letter to Chicago. Like I get it, but like you gotta hit me with a story. And then like once you start seeing how they use all that detail, it, like even down to the minute stuff, like when Richie is polishing the forks and you see him like sliding it one by one, yeah. like that's yeah. like that's like penance, man. He's just doing his time. And then when in Fishes, when Jimmy Lee Curtis is like flipping out at the table and Richie and his fucking shithead uncle get into it because
1: he's throwing forks that's, at him. The the funniest thing ever, where freaking John Burnthall. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. Bob it's it's John Burdell. John yeah. Burtham, and Kirk are like just like you are fucking loser, and it's like he's like nothing. come on, throw him you're with a fork, him, yeah. yeah, and just like just like and it's raw, man. And yeah, it's brutal. When and it's, then and like everybody's watching,
0: like losing their shit. The table's flying up. Like Jamie Lee Curtis is already flipped out. Like <laughs> and then like you see Carmi, <laughs> and he's like stone faced. And he yeah. just looks over and he's looking at the pistachio cannolis and you're just, he's just like, I'm like, oh my God, dude, the writing the the personality discovery and like deep diving into these characters is phenomenal between Jeremy Ellen White doesn't love being a chef, but it's his escape, right? It's his passion, yeah. but it's his escape. And then like Richie well, it's, just it's, loves it's, it's living his way, life.
1: Yeah, Richie's a people person. And yeah. I think this is where he discovered like this is staging for that. High end. It's a real Chicago restaurant as well. Oh, um, nice! I forget the name of it, but it's it's a really high end, famous uh, Chicago place that he's staging in, and just how he picks up. I know probably no one will be able to do that in a week, right? But yeah. how he realizes, and you kind of see the point, like, hey, I'm good. I'm good at. I'm good with people. You know, yeah. he's he's like. He, he listens and it's like, hey, this person has never never a deep dish, and they go, go get deep dish here. He goes, and then they Which, cut it in little pieces, and then makes what's it, hilarious is like, he's dish. the he's the bitch boy yeah. that has to go pick it up. I fucking yeah. love but, that. Yeah, but he's like totally into it, not yeah. like how he buys just, in. Like, yeah, he buys in because he feels valued. Yeah, at that and like during that time, and he doesn't want to. Like, he's trying to you're actually at the end, like, hey, do you have any openings? Like, right because he felt that's where people valued him for who he was. And then you right. get to see, well, you haven't got to the no. uh, eight, nine and 10, but you'll get to see kind of that transition yeah. uh, where he finally gets to use what he did at the uh, staging there. But even in that, like he starts, you know, he's at the table and they're like, uh, do you want another, uh, or like the, um, the, um, Old-fashioned's not going to drink itself. Yeah, you want, yeah, maybe you yeah. want a diet Coke and uh, bourbon, Bacardi. Or yeah, yeah. Bacardi, Bacardi and Coke. Bacardi and yeah. diet Coke. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but it's just, but it's just like, it's personality, and and you'll see too. Um, Fox fact is, yeah, is like front of the house with in like the finale. So, but, but he's fucking amazing. Too. It's just like these people are, you know, as the characters in the show they just want to be loved and appreciated by their family yeah. and kind of after you watch the finale because I don't want to spoil, but you'll realize like there's one person that's almost left out eventually because, you know, mentally they can't deal with it. Why everybody else around them is not, maybe not just one, but multiple. Yeah. 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 But the people that start that you think are like, Oh, they're, gonna flake out or like the ones that are like they finally realizing their they're, nice. they're realizing their purpose and they so good but like car carmy is just he's mentally like he he's using he that's his escape from doing with yeah with real life and relationships and stuff like that so yeah um but uh,
0: yeah i and, loved it because like in like the first or second episode like like, cousin is like struggling with his purpose and he's like fucking around in the other room. Like, oh, he's like taping up that Fenway poster or whatever. And like, Carby yells at him. He's like, cousin, purpose. And he's like, yes, yeah, chef. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck, I love the buy in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Uh... Yeah. You could, you could put any of those four shows. I, I really think I could have moved like Barry ahead of The Last of Us. So, like, really, any of those three yeah. shows could have been number one in the, in any other year on their own could have been number one. It's so yeah. hard.
1: Yeah, I know. That's, I mean, exactly. I I think there's three or four. I mean, because even The Last of Us in any given year. Yeah. um, And it was kind of hard not to put Succession number one because it was finale. So, but. Yeah, when when you have The Last of Us going up
0: against Barry and Succession on HBO for the Sunday night slot, you're not going to win.
1: You're just not going to win. Yeah. Yeah, true. So. Yeah, it it's ended up being a lot of ba- the bear talk, but uh, yeah, it's I've it's been talking it. around the house for like a week um, and annoying people with <laughs> it, but uh, I, it's super intense or whatever, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's really good. It's so, a good show for sure. But I mean, I think it was. Uh, I mean, I think it felt like not a lot of TV, but I think it was a yeah. good, um, a good first half of TV, like some real high quality. quality
0: over quantity this year, yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because so I think when how... we did
0: the first half of last year, I think I had like 30 shows.
1: Yeah, and I had, I had, had like 48 at the end of the year. I had 48 at the end of the year last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I think, I mean, it, it's going to be really, to me, it's going to be really hard to unseed the top two or three this year yeah Yeah. so we'll see um it's gonna be tough yeah but uh and we went through a lot any other final thoughts for the day no i got nothing else man it was bangers and mash i don't know about you yeah dude uh we were cooking this this uh first time tv cooked i I just don't, I just, uh, I'm ready for bear season three, man. You got to finish, Oh yeah. you got to finish, uh, eight, nine and 10. Let me know. But I mean, yeah. it's so, I, you know, it's thinking about it today. Cause I remember a lot of finale, but I don't remember a ton of specifics from eight, nine, eight, nine, mm-hmm. but cause six and seven and seven was so good. And the finale was great. Dude, um, even so, even the
0: episode where the, the pastry chef went to Amsterdam and worked under that guy. No, Denmark is
1: Copenhagen. Denmark. And that's yeah, a real yeah. restaurant called Noma. Like that's a real place that is like almost impossible to get in. Dude. I was reading about it. And they, a whole episode was him in Copenhagen. And you're yeah. like, I want to be there. Like, and I'm watching like it's just watching him make pastries. Yeah. You know, and he's like scooping it, the gelatin, and he's like, Nope. Again, yeah, nope. Um, Again, some old person drove their rode their bike into a fence and collapsed on him, and he's walking home and lifts the fence up off of him. Like, I mean, and I'm like, you know, like this is great. Like, it's just this is what he. This is he's there learning how to be a pastry chef in Copenhagen, and it's just yeah. beautiful. And it's like he's
0: living on that boat. And he's like, f- like feeding yeah. an invisible cat, and then like you find out like Carmi <laughs> did the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it's I love it's... like
0: all these connections to Carmi's past yeah. that you get to see, and yeah. that's why he's such a great chef. Like yeah. everybody's just getting a little sliver of it. So fucking good, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's great, great TV, great stuff. So good, um, so good. But
0: yeah, man. I don't know if you have anything else, but we can close it out.
1: No, good. Yeah. Enough appreciate
0: everybody for I'm kicking it with us out. this week yeah i know right we do we rattle off on like 20 almost 20 tv shows it was so good between the two of us um but uh yeah, we will throw this up on the instagram and the, and the spotify all the podcast platforms check us out at can we kick it pod email us at can we kick it pod one at gmail.com and check out our website kickingmedia.com and as my cousin likes to say cousin. mahalo